Welcome to the Thriving Soulpreneur Podcast. This is a space where we talk about human design, spirituality, and neuroscience, all applied to business and money. My purpose is to help struggling solopreneurs to run sustainable businesses, to become financially resilient, and to create powerful change within their communities and beyond. I am your host, Andrea Niño de Guzman, a numbers girl and a neuro geek who left the corporate world to do what she does best to catalyze transformations. I am thrilled and honored to have you here, and I really hope to serve you in the best way possible. Hello, hello. It's great to have you here. Once again, welcome back to the Thriving Solopreneur Podcast. I'm back with a new episode and a new series um, about the untethering principles. So the reason why I'm doing this and is because lately, as I've been connecting more with, with people with, you know, having these free um, human design consultations and talking about untethering and where they're at in their business and what's keeping them stuck. Many of the things that have come up is, for example, how do I start untethering? You know, now that I understand where I'm at in terms of my, what, of what's not working in my business, how do I start this process of untethering? Um, now that I know how, what's holding me back, how can I move forward to change things? Or now that I know more about my human design, how do I implement this or how do I actually embody it? So all of that has to do with untethering. And as you untether, and this is the way that I see it, as you untether, what's really happening is that you're chipping away all the conditioning that you've accumulated over years about who you're supposed to be, about how you're supposed to behave, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to engage with others, how you're supposed to live with life, what's the right thing to do, what's the wrong thing to do, what's expected, what's not expected, you know? We have we're, we carry all these rules and it becomes heavy, so heavy, in fact, that it weighs us down. And if we don't work through this, if we're constantly basically doing business and living life from an outside in perspective, meaning that if, you know we're doing business based on what others are doing, based on what's expected from us, based on what is needed to, to gain external approval based on um, the expectations of others, you know, if if we keep on doing business this way, all of this becomes heavy and it tethers us down. It like, it weighs us down in a way that if it if it's not changed, it just keeps us stuck. It keeps us stuck in the state of not enoughness. It keeps us stuck in the state of doing, 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 doing to the point that we burn ourselves out or we become incredibly frustrated or we just decide to quit right and and it just feeds into this story or this narrative that we're doing something wrong that there's something wrong with us that we are broken that we're not meant for greater things right and over time that in a way just kind of like puts your inner fire down or like off until it just turns oh it turns off essentially and and it it kind of like dies down right? Um, because you you went out, you tried something, it didn't work, not as expected. You did the job, you did everything you know that you were told and you still didn't get any results. And what untethering helps us do is it helps us chip all of that heaviness away, all the conditioning, 
all the external expectations, all the shoulds, all the duality, all the have-tos, all of that heaviness. It chips it away so that we can connect back to the essence of who we are, so that we can connect back to who we really want to be, to what we really want to do. And then we can start doing business according to our terms. So um, you've probably heard that I have a program that is called Untethered Momentum. And in this program, we go through this nine-step process where I help you free yourself from the heaviness and the shoulds of doing business. Now, untethered momentum isn't, you know, the end all be all of like the panacea of transformation. It's a great starting point. But untethering, once you go through that nine-step process, requires a profound shift. You know, and it requires this ongoing shift of how we view life, how we view business, how we view the world in general. Because in essence, what you're doing is you're breaking up with the rules that you've inherited and that you've accumulated along throughout your life. You're breaking up with all of that and creating your own path. So with that all said, and with that huge introduction about what untethering means, I thought about developing a series of untethering principles to guide you through this process. And I'm really excited about this. Um, I don't know where this is going to lead, but this has been something that can, I've been thinking about all through September. And, and I think it can, it can really help you understand what, where you need to focus on and what you need to do. Obviously, it's going to work a lot better if you work through these principles with someone. So with a therapist, with a coach, with a mentor, with a guide, somebody that can serve as a mirror, that can mirror back your own incongruencies and that can help you become more aware of what else needs to be untethered. And the reason why I say it's important that you work with somebody is because untethering is just like tickling. You can Somebody can tickle you and you can laugh for hours because it's it might be like an uncomfortable or a funny feeling, but you can't tickle yourself, right? I, I, I ha- till this day, I haven't met anybody who's able to tickle themselves. It just doesn't happen. And untethering and transformation, it you know, work in the same way. You can't untether, you can't transform yourself if you're just reading and trying to become aware of your own process. You need somebody that can mirror back your own incongruencies, that can shine light to your own blind spots. So if it's with me or if it's with somebody that you're already working with or with somebody that you're thinking about hiring, whoever it is, work with that person to help you untether. All right? Okay. So now let's go into our first principle, which is um, untethering time. So when we look at time, the concept of time in business, there are two dimensions by which it is measured. This is complete like um i don't have any scientific evidence there is no paper there is no research on this this is just my own perception of how time works in business based on my experience and what i've seen from my clients okay so this is my disclaimer all right so there are two dimensions by which time is measured number 1 is in comparison to others so this is constantly asking the question Am I progressing in relation to somebody else, right? In comparison to somebody else. And number two is in relation to ourselves. And the question that we're trying to answer here is, am I better off than before, right? Um, So 
when we dissect these, we can understand what needs to happen in order for us to free ourselves from the concept of time so that we can untether time. So now let's begin with the first one, comparing ourselves to others. Now, comparison is, you know, it's part of our natural process. It's a very instinctive process. I'm sure this mechanism has kept us safe for thousands of years, right? Because we were basically, since it's such an instinctive mechanism, what's happening is the, the psychology behind it is if I do things a little bit better than my peers, then my chances of survival are drastically increased. So I want to be, I want to know where I'm at in relation to others so that I can be better, so that I'm not the last one, so that I don't get eaten, right? Very simplified explanation, but I that's how I perceive this came about. Um, and how this process of comparison has helped us stay safe for so long, right? Now, all of this is great when you're out in the jungle, um, when there's, you know, where your life depends on it, but it isn't really useful when it comes to business and doing business. And the reason why this is, is because in order for you to get a sense that you are, quote unquote, doing things well in your business, you start comparing how far along you are in relation to others. And this is what's broken about comparison, because all of a sudden you start measuring your time in business with somebody else's time in business. You compare and contrast your sales, how much money you're making, how many clients are closing per month, you know, how successful their launch is compared to yours, what's their online presence, how many followers do they have, what's, you know, how many people they have on their mailing list, what's their engagement like, how many, you know, conversations they're having. Um, you know, there's, there's so many metrics that we can use to compare ourselves to others. And when you compare to yourself to what other your other people are doing in, in the industry, then what's essentially happening on a subconscious level is that you're automatically accepting their speed, their pace as the correct pace, as the standard pace. You start seeing what they are doing as correct, as the right way or the right path. And then you start evaluating yourself based on what they are doing. But the thing is that in business, the person that you're comparing yourself to isn't you. You know, you guys don't have the same offers. You might have similar offers, but they're not the same. You don't have the same experience. You're not working or targeting the exact same market segments. There might be some overlap, but it's not the exact market. Um, you don't have the exact same qualities or attributes as this person or this person. You know, each, both of you are separate individuals. There might be some similarities, but both of you are really, really different. So why take their pace as the correct one? Why take their journey as the standard by which you need to compare yourself to? And instead, why not take your pace as the correct one? The more that you compare yourself to others, if you keep on doing this, then what you're going to realize is that you're probably not as far along as you want to be, that maybe you're not doing enough, that you're falling behind, that you're missing out on things, that you should be doing more. And, and all of that triggers, again, this sense of survival that if I don't do enough, I'm going to die, right? And if I don't do enough, I'm not going to be successful. And then that compounds with the stories that we keep on 
dragging from our life of, and then the pressure, you know, the financial pressure of, if I don't do more, then I'm not going to have enough money to pay for my child's tuition. If I don't do more, I'm not going to have enough money to pay for my house and I'm going to be homeless and this is going to happen and all that. And all of a sudden, we start operating from survival mode. We're no longer operating from a place of possibility, from a place of creation. We're deep down in survival mode when, where we don't really make the best decisions, where we're so like hyper-focused on just one thing working out in a very specific way, very attached to a specific outcome, that we're completely detached from what our human design tells us, from what life tells us, from you know what the concepts or the theories of manif- around manifest- manifesting tells us, you know, we're so detached from our creative power because we're stuck deep down in survival mode. And all of this is triggered because we're comparing ourselves to others. And we buy into the story that we're not working fast enough, that we're not accomplishing enough, that we're falling behind. Okay. So this is where we need to untether time because the reality is, I mean, if you step back from this, right? The reality is that there is no right or wrong pace in business. There is no standard timeline for when things should take place, for how fast things should happen, for when you should reach specific milestones, or for when you should do things. There is no standard. Every single business person does business on their own pace. Even if you take the biggest or you know the, the, ind- the industry leaders the business, the top business coaches, if you look at how they've come along, how far, you know, how far, how long they've been in business, how many times they pivoted their business, you know, each journey is completely unique. So there is no standard. The reason why I'm I'm telling you this is that is for you to disconnect yourself from this need to compare yourself to others, from this need to think that you're falling behind, that you're not doing enough, and to embrace your own pace. Because you are on your own journey as a business owner. You have your own set of limiting beliefs that you need to get over. You have your own conditioned stuff that you need to release. You have your own inner milestones to reach before you reach those 30K months or the sold out programs or the waiting list, you have your own path. And nobody's going to walk your path just like you're not meant to walk anybody else's path. And if you're currently in deep comparison, please stop. Stop giving away your power to others. Stop judging your business based on somebody else's timeline or following somebody else's rules, okay? And instead, pull back your power back in. Focus on what is important for you, on what you are doing right. And remind yourself to celebrate your successes, no matter how small they are, every single day. Even if today you just managed to do one single tiny thing, celebrate it. Because celebration is going to help you untether time. Because the way to untether time is by focusing on what is working not on what's lacking, not on what's missing, not on how far behind you are. It's on how much you are moving forward. All right? So that's number one. Okay. So now let's go on to the second one, which is comparing ourselves to ourselves. This one's a little bit trickier. 
that shows up when we compare ourselves to our past. And the, the subconscious question that this brings up is, am I better than last year? Am I better than before? Am I doing better or worse than last month? It also shows up when we compare ourselves or project ourselves to our future. So for example, if I am making, I don't know, say, just to give you a random number, say like $5,000 each month. And I see that I've consistently been making $5,000 each month. And then my mind automatically starts thinking, okay, but is this enough to pay off my debt? Can I really afford college if I'm just making $5,000 a month? Will my kids be able to have opportunities by the time they graduate? I mean, they're graduating in four or five years. If I keep at it, will I be able to provide with what they need? And then obviously the answer is going to be different to everybody. If I use my example, I would say, no, it's not enough. Earning, making $5,000 a month isn't enough because my kids are graduating four or five years and I need way more than that in order for them to have access to a private university, right? So in my in that line of thinking, then what that triggers is that I'm not doing enough. So because this potential scenario is coming up and I fear that I'm not going to be able to make more, then again, that triggers the survival more, the survival mode in me. And I'm sure we've had all these thoughts, right? For me, for me, it's kids in college. For you, it might be your mortgage, your debt, maybe something related to, to you know, medical expenses or your family or leaving a legacy, whatever it is. We've all had these thoughts and these are perfectly normal. However, they become a problem when we start making decisions to either avoid repeating a mistake from the past or avoid a future quote unquote catastrophic scenario. And the problem with that is that when we when we do things based on the past or on the future, we're projecting ourselves onto a potential future. It's not the future, it's a potential scenario, for example. And we feel emotionally triggered by it. And we probably feel stressed out by it. And then we go into reaction mode. We go into survival mode to avoid reaching the scenario at all costs, right? So going back to my example, if I know I'm not going to be able to make enough money to pay for college or to pay for my debt in the future, then I may start going into hustling mode because I need to like, quote unquote punish myself for not performing better, right? I need to force myself to do things, even those things that I don't enjoy because they are correct based on what I've seen other coaches do or based on, you know, the industry standards. And I, I like force myself into this way of doing business that isn't healthy for me. It's not sustainable. It's not joyful, but I kind of feel like I have to do it in order to avoid that future scenario. And the same thing applies to the past. If we're working from our past, right? Because I want to avoid making that same mistake because I don't want to, you know, feel that judgment or I don't want to, to feel the shame or the guilt again. Again, we start for like pushing or putting ourselves in a situation that isn't enjoyable because we see it as the only way out. And that's not true. Okay. So what's happening when we force ourselves into the situation 
we're putting ourselves in survival mode and we become reactive. And when we are reactive, we are no longer operating based on our design. We're not responding. And instead, we're on autopilot, operating based on fear, based on our conditioning, probably replaying these past stories of disappointment, of rejection, of shame, of guilt, and using them as reminders that we're not good enough, that we need to try harder, that we need to be better. And while we are in this process, you know, in this mental process of judgment and shame and criticism, we're not able to see all the opportunities that are actually showing up in the present moment. We're missing out on all of this because we're not here. We're so stuck in the future and the past that we can't see what we have going on now. So avoiding the past isn't going to make you a better person. It isn't going to make you better at business. And trying to control the future isn't going to make things better either. And I always tell my clients, your power is in the now. It's in the present moment. But in order for that to happen, you need to pull yourself back from whatever timeline you're on. You need to bring yourself back to the present moment. Ground yourself. Be fully present and observe the opportunities that are showing up in the now without any attachment, without any self-judgment, without making it mean anything, but just become neutral. Like be in this present moment, in this neutral state and just observe everything that is showing up for you now and evaluate them based on how they make you feel now, not because of the past or the future. And this is exactly the type of work that we do in Untether Momentum. The nine-step process that I told you about at the beginning, that's the best catalyzer to help you untether time. And then what happens when you untether time? Well, what happens is that you become free. Because once you've untethered time, there is no rush. Because you know that you're not behind. You're not better or worse than anybody else. You're on your own path. You're fully present and taking advantage of what's showing up for you in life. You're responding to the amazing opportunities that are happening now. You're not doing business from a place of guilt, shame, or fear. You're doing business from the most empowered and powerful place, which is you being present. And there's no need for control. There's no need to want to, to, there's no need for attachment. It's just fully present. And with this full certainty, that whatever your desire is coming to you and you're just responding to what's happening now. There is no reaction. And all of that, once we are in this state, that changes all of your outcomes and therefore your future success. So if you want to continue exploring how to untether time, I want you to send me a message on Instagram. You can find me over at andrea.transformationcatalyst. And we can look at your human design and I can share some additional pointers, like specific pointers based on your chart to help you untether time, to help you move your business forward without that comparison, without that judgment of or the fear of the past or the anxiety of the future. All right. I'm really, really serious about this. So feel free to send me a message and I can share those pointers. All right. Okay. So that's our first principle on how to 
untethered time. I'm sending you lots of hugs. Please remember to share this episode with other solopreneurs who might be feeling overwhelmed, who might be feeling stuck in their business. Please rate this on iTunes and Spotify so that we can reach more people who really need to hear this message. And as always, you know that I I am very appreciative of your support and I wish you an amazing week and a great start of the month. All right, sending you all, all my love and many hugs. Take care, everyone.